This is The Irrelevant, a podcast about finding the deeper meaning of seemingly useless information. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today's episode is Ink Thieves at the Library and Elsewhere. When I graduated from college, it was the middle of the Great Recession, and finding a job was not easy to say the least. It was, in fact, very depressing. It was the most depressing time of my life, and I didn't think anything more depressing could ever happen to me, and then COVID happened, but I digress. I had a lot of jobs in those years, but I didn't really work in what I got my degree in until my fourth job, when I worked for a company, a big company that you're probably familiar with. I was just one of the hundreds of thousands of employees this company had, and I was going to develop software specifically for a tablet they had just come out with. And then before I could even start any work on it, the thing got discontinued, the CEO got fired, and I had nothing to do for about three-ish months, almost four months. There were very few software development projects, and the company refused to invest not just in our location, but in software development as a whole, it seemed. And I couldn't understand how it could be okay to have so many people just sitting around doing nothing. So I kept asking, I kept looking for projects, and no one would answer or give me a project. At some point, I got assigned to training classes, but they were meaningless. They were about the history of the company, the culture of the company, how the company is structured, etc. And it is in those training sessions that I finally discovered why it could be that it was fine for me and my coworkers to sit around doing nothing. Turns out, this company's richest division is the printer's division, and it's not even close. We're talking the majority of the profits come from the printers, and inside the printer's division, the most profitable thing by far is ink sales. Printer Inc. was so profitable that this company could afford to pay me to sit around and read all five of the Game of Thrones books for three months. Prior to this, I had no idea how profitable Printer Inc. was. I don't think many people do, but a former employee at Austin Public Library definitely did. Because Austin Public Library had an ink thief for 12 years. Randall Nelson Whitted is a former Austin Public Library accounting associate who from the years of 2007 to 2019 stole $1.5 million worth of printer toner and resold it online. So in total, he bought like six cartridges. Randall, which is what I'm going to call him because I don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name, Whitted, Whited, that's a weird name, period. You guys, some people think Mexican names are weird. Whitted is a weird name, so I'm just going to call him Randall. Randall was able to steal so much because as an accounting associate, he had access to 10 library credit cards, two of which were directly assigned to him and were under his name. With these 10 cards, and since his job responsibilities included buying supplies for the library, Randall was able to pad the numbers to the tune of four times more than what the library actually needed in terms of printer toner. In 2015 alone, the library spent more than $242,000 on office supplies when the budget for them was only $49,718, for example. How did he do it? Very easily. He'd show up to work early before anyone else was in the office, and he'd take the toner he ordered from his office to the parking garage and to the trunk of his car, and no one was the wiser. 
Other times, he'd simply ship items directly to his home, and his supervisor would sign off on it, mostly because he seemed to present a non-itemized purchase record from a third-party payment platform and not the retailer themselves. So the supervisor, even if they were paying attention, wouldn't be able to see an itemized list, they would just see a total. Randy even went so far as to keep a spreadsheet on his work computer of the sales he would make on the items he stole. We know this because Randy got busted by the Austin office of the city auditor who found all of this ridiculous overspending in one of their audits. Now, I don't live in Austin, so it's none of my tax dollars that were spent on $1.5 million worth of printer ink. So if it was just that, I'd find it kind of funny. But Randy didn't just stop at Printer Inc. He also bought video games, a drone, a Roomba, and some VR headsets, which is just not right. And that's where you lost me, Randy. The auditor turned over their findings to the Austin Police Department, who promptly charged Randy with theft, a first-degree felony because the amount he stole is more than $200,000, which could land him in prison for at least 25 years. That's crazy, right? Printer Inc., for 12 years, he was stealing it. He made $1.5 million at least. Like I said, ink is crazy expensive. It's so expensive that it compels people to pilfer money from the taxpayers and resell items at a profit. Randy discovered what the company I worked for knew. There's a lot of profit to be made in ink. Why though? I'm sure you've seen the numerous infographics out there which all seem to have the same source, talking about how black ink is more expensive per liter than Chanel Number no. 5 or human blood. And that's honestly probably not true because I couldn't find any ink that costs that much. So maybe it's outdated, but still, ink is very expensive. I mean, look at Randy out there defrauding the city of Austin and making more than $1.5 as an example, right? And I'm not interested specifically in the precise number of how much a liter of ink costs compared to a liter of human blood because honestly it doesn't matter much what that number is i think we all know we can all feel it every time we've had to purchase an ink cartridge that the price is just not justified right it doesn't matter if it's like so many dollars we just know that it feels expensive so why is it so expensive first of all i think we should start with the good and that is modern printer ink is pretty freaking good. Companies such as HP have spent a lot of money to improve ink. I mean, just compare the old dittos from the late 80s to the dot matrix printers of the 90s to the kind of stuff you can print out at Walgreens today. It's a huge improvement. Companies have patents in ink chemistry and test ink formulas for all kinds of stuff like purity, viscosity, surface tension, smear fastness, material compatibility, humidity resistance, ozone resistance, water resistance. According to HP UK, Hewlett Packard spends $1 billion in printing and imaging R&D per year, which is a lot of money. So these companies employ hundreds of researchers to work in dyes and pigments and light inks down to the molecular level. So that's obviously part of the cost. But the biggest part of why printer ink is so expensive is because... Printer ink by design is what these companies sell. <laughs> it's, uh, these companies employ something called the razor and blade model, which is originally attributed to Gillette, but actually was invented by Gillette competitors. The razor and blade model is this. You sell the razor for really cheap, lower than it costs to produce, or maybe even give it away, 
but you sell the disposable blades that only work with that razor. Get it? Literally every razor company in the world does that. Gillette, in fact, sends out free Mach 3s every time for every American boy that's 18 years old, right? But so do printer companies. HP, Lexmark, Brother, and Canon. These are the big four in inkjet printers. They sell printers at cost or lower because they can make up the price for that when you go buy more ink. In fact, a lot of the cartridges that come included with the ink are smaller than the ones you can buy at the store. Not only that, but all of these printers have scanners on them that check to make sure the ink cartridge you have in the printer is one of the authorized ones and not third party or any other type of cartridges. So ink is expensive because it's effectively the way to pay for selling printers at below cost and then to make a profit on top of that. So just like our accountant thief Randy up there, that's not to say the companies haven't gotten a little greedy. For example, the same systems that monitor to ensure that you're using an authorized cartridge can also be used to impose an artificial expiration date on the cartridge, which would render them expired independent of how much ink is actually in the cartridge. And also ignoring the fact that ink doesn't really expire, right? These sensors also monitor the remaining ink, but have been shown to falsely report a cartridge empty when there is in fact up to 64% of the ink remaining. On average, though, it's more like 20% remaining, and then this thing will report it as empty. The real crime, though, is in multi-ink cartridges in which these systems can report the whole cartridge empty when only one of the colors is empty, forcing you to go out and get another cartridge, despite the fact that the other colors are fine. That's pretty awful, right? Naturally, third parties rose up to circumvent those measures and help consumers not pay so much for ink, by having things like refill services or alternative cartridges, but printer companies went so far protecting this system that Lexmark International Inc. versus Static Control Components Inc. made it all the way to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit, which ruled that circumventing the ink cartridge authentication was not a violation of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. So, Printer companies were not happy that there was people trying to circumvent these, so they sued. They got all the way up to the Court of Appeals, uh, and then they ruled that, you know, the printer companies are in the wrong. Because it's not the reading of the digital sequence on the cartridge that grants access to the ink, but rather owning a printer itself. So when you buy the printer, you buy everything on it, including the thing that reads the barcode that authenticates whether something is a real cartridge or not. So that gives you access to let it read whatever you want. The court went so far as to say that this shouldn't just be about this particular circumstance, but that in the future, companies like Lexmark cannot use the DMCA in conjunction with copyright law to create monopolies of manufactured goods. But that hasn't stopped Printer Inc. from being ridiculously expensive or from printer companies to stop using barcodes to authenticate official cartridges. It just stopped them from suing companies that refill cartridges or make other cartridges. Knowing that these companies sell ink and not printers though, it's not really surprising, right? A couple of years ago, I actually stumbled upon this and it's now more than a couple of years ago. It's probably like more than a decade ago when on a trip to Sam's Club to try and save money on ink, I noticed a brand new printer was $30 and the cartridges I needed 
cost $50. So guess what I did? I got a new printer. <laughs> and a couple of years later, the same thing happened again. The new printer was cheaper than the replacement cartridges. So I got a new printer again. I did that a total of three times before I just stopped buying printers altogether. And look, I'm not advocating for you doing that. Lord knows the carbon footprint of throwing out a printer and getting a new one instead of buying the ink is probably the size of Shaq's foot. But all I'm saying is, it's very clear that ink is expensive by design. So I don't know who the bigger criminal is. Randy, who stole $1.5 million from the city of Austin and got himself a drone, or the printer company people who have profited over ink cartridges as full as 60% by reporting them as empty. Now, I'm not advocating for you to steal your toner like Randy or to buy a new printer instead of getting new ink cartridges, unless that printer is somehow recyclable. I mean, I guess the best way out of this is just to not print at all. I mean, is there really a reason to print anything anymore? Nowadays, we all have devices on us at all times, right? Faxes can be emails. Anything can be an email, really. You can save anything into a PDF and send it in an email. Or even a screenshot, right? Here's the big takeaway for this episode. Printer companies suck. And that should be the biggest motivation for you to stop printing. Not just because it's the right thing or the easy thing, but because by not printing, you're sticking it to the people who make 8000 bucks from a gallon of a liquid. And I think that was Randy's biggest crime. By stealing that much worth of printer ink, it indirectly put more money in these companies' hands at the expense of taxpayers. But again, I'm not from Austin, so I'm not directly affected. So maybe the biggest crime was the drone. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of The Irrelevant. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, give us a review on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. Share it with a friend. See you next time. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong. And don't print anything out. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.